this may surprise maybe most of you, but I've never had that experience that Brother Darrell was talking about last night, where I have never felt in, uh, in decades of knowing Jesus, loving him, walking with him, I've never felt that personal Jesus speaking, I love you, Michael. I've never had that. I've wanted it. I've asked the Lord for it. And my sister Kate, who, you know, she and Faith are the same age, and they're both, to me, tigresses in the Lord. Katie, find, she got it about eight years ago. And when she told me about it, I was, oh, that's great, Kate. And inside, I'm like, why can't I get that? You know, it was, I was jealous of Kate, you know, and I was happy for her. And I've never, I was like, Lord, why won't you, you know, I've been asking you for that. And, um, so it's just one of those things that uh, the Lord has just chosen not to let me have that experience. And uh, and providentially, if, if you well, why do you think that? Well, this some of you who might surmise by now that Gert's basically emotionally wired, um, very emotional. And um, when Stephen and Kasha and Jeremy were in kids' church with me, and one of my right my right hand man was Al Demers. Uh, he was a an expert on personality types. And he would always tell me, you are 99% sanguine. You know, your personality is a, whatever that means. But, <laughs> but now I know what he means. But anyway, and so I truly believe that the Lord has not done what Daryl so, you know, eloquently expressed last night. For me, is because he wants me to stop in, in, in the realm of my walk with him is depending on feelings and emotions. You notice I said I never felt Jesus say that to, to me. So he has, it has pressed me to the text. So when I want to understand and know the love of God, I need facts. You know, and, and I'll never forget the vice president of Elam where I went to Bible school, uh, an, a, an Englishman from Wales originally. Uh, you know, he told me this years ago, and to be honest with you, it made me mad. Uh, he said, Michael, if God had a refrigerator, he'd have a picture of you on it. And he was, and I know he was trying to encourage me, but I just don't connect with language like that. It's just right over my head. And uh, and he meant well, and he's a very learned man, and you just very very eloquent. But it just when people try to do that to encourage you and, and convey the love of God to you, it just doesn't connect. But if you take me to texts, uh, that's what you know connects me. So. You know, for decades, I, I, you know me by now, and I'm trying to make this camp this way where all I want to do, I wish we could do it all day, every day, and nothing else is just cuddle in his presence. And and so, I, you know, and when I'm in those times, which I try to do at home too, you know, I, I just, well, you know, I just, that sweet spot, and you're just loving Jesus. And I guess in my thinking, it feels, it feels like I'm loving on him more than he's loving on me. But you go to the text. What does the text say? The text says that the only reason you're loving on him, Michael, is because he loved you first. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so, so there are so many things that happen in a Christian salvation that when you get saved, there's no Christian who has ever existed, who has ever known at the time they got saved, and sadly for many till they go to heaven, what was going on behind the scenes. Uh, our, my dear brother Martin, he shared last... Uh, camp on Colossians 1.13 about where he, God the Father, he has translated you from the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of his love. So when you were saying yes to Jesus and believing the gospel, there was something going on that you didn't know yet because you have to be taught. 
but it's like here's what was going on you're believing the gospel and it, and again you don't have the ability to believe the gospel unless the lord gives it to you philippians 1:29 says it has been granted to you to believe jesus said in john 6:44 no one has the ability to come to me unless the father draws them guess what the greek word is dragged pulled it's the same greek word for your message when they pulled the nets out it's the same greek word when they dragged the disciples before the authorities you have a nature that's completely hostile to him everything about him you hate just think about it galatians chapter 5 says even when you're regenerated and the holy spirit's inside of you you still have that other part of you that hates him that's why it says you must put it to death and live by the Spirit. So if that's what you are as a Christian, what are you before the Spirit of God comes into you? Well, I was, I just wasn't that, well, you know, you were that bad, but the reason that you didn't know it, number one, God restrains a lot of evil more than he allows. And also the devil, like I said the other night, has blinded you to what you really are. Psalm 36 says sin inside you lies to you. So it's constantly telling you that you're not as bad as you are. So all those factors, you know, you didn't realize how hostile it is. And that's why Jesus said, unless a person is born again, they can't see the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because you have a nature that's totally hostile to him. All right. So uh, there's, a, there's a precious text that um, called... The golden chain of salvation, it's, it's Romans 8, uh, verses 29 and 30, because it deals with a Christian salvation from eternity past, where God foreknew you, uh, to eternity future, where he glorifies you. It's the same group of people. No one is added to this group. No one is taken away. So he, God set his affection on you. He foreknew you, just like he set his affection on Israel and none of the other nations. There were many. But he chose to set his affection on Israel, and it makes me sick to my stomach. There are so many Christians out there, I'm afraid, that think that God set his affection on Israel because they were special. And no, there are many scriptures that say that they became more evil than the nations God chose not to choose. They don't say that, you see. But you see, that's the nature of God. He chooses the worst because he gets more glory for having mercy on him. Did God know they would be worse than the pagan nations he chose not to choose? And he still chose them. Welcome to you. Okay. First Corinthians chapter 1 says that he chooses the foolish things, the base things, the things that are not. He's the chooser of losers. Welcome to his family, you see. And so eternity passed. He foreknew you. And those whom he foreknew, he predestined. Don't get scared of that word. The Holy Spirit inspired it. If you don't like that word, you're, you're arguing with the Holy Spirit. It's a beautiful word. It just means because God set his affection on you in eternity past. Ephesians 1, 4 says he chose you to be in Christ before the foundation of the world. Romans 9, 23 says that you were a vessel of mercy prepared beforehand. That's all it means. Well, of course, if he did all that to make you his own, why wouldn't he have a plan for you? It, predestination is just me. He, he set a plan for you in eternity past. Enjoy it. Don't fight it. You see, I mean, I hope he has a plan for me. Well, let's see what Michael doing today. We better, uh, Holy Spirit and Jesus, we better figure out what to do here. Look what Michael did today. Hello? It's all back here. And so, and then it says that those whom he predestined, he, he called. What does that mean? What he decided back here on the day you got saved, he made good. 
All right, now I'm coming to get you. It means he summoned you. He brought you to himself when you didn't have the ability to come. No man has the ability to come to me unless my Father who sent me draws them. John 6.65 says, This is why I said to you, no man is able to come to me unless my Father grants it. And so here he is breaking all the chains of your love of sin, your bondage of sin, your bondage of Satan. On the day you get saved, he comes and he invades your life. And he gives you a new nature to give the ability to love and respond to him. It has been granted to you to believe, Philippians 1.29. And all of a sudden, now you have a heart that responds to him and you want him when seconds before you hated his guts. And then it says that, and then he justified you. He gave you Jesus' blood to wash away all your sins and he gave you his righteousness. Now you're acceptable to me. Uh, why? Because you saw a lot of character traits and uh, he saw a lot of character traits that he would eventually liken you. That's what, no. The reason God accepts you is because you have the righteousness of another person on you. And those whom he justified, he glorified. Eternity future. Eternity past or eternity future. It's all, that's why they call it the golden chain. Well, John has one too. When Jesus says in John 6, 36, you have seen me, but you still don't believe in me. Same chapter where he says you don't have the ability to come to me. And why, do, why didn't they come to him? It says, verse 37, all whom the Father give me will come to me. Remember, when did he give him to, when did he give Jesus when did Father give you to Jesus? He chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. All whom the Father give me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never cast them away. It's a double negative in the Greek. Never, ever, ever will I return them away. Why, Jesus? Because I didn't come here to do my own will, but my Father's, and Father gave you to me. I'm not going to turn you away because my Father gave you to me. And everyone that he gives to me, what? I will raise them up on the last day. So in eternity past, here it is again, Father gave you to him, to Jesus, and in eternity future, Jesus will raise you up. And he says that the will of the Father, of all that he gives me, I don't lose any of them. There it is again, like with the golden chain. No one's added to this group of people. No one's taken out of it. These are the texts I go to when I'm constantly fearful that God doesn't love me anymore. He's going to let me go. And he should let me go. This is what melts my heart. I love him because he first loved me. This is what I'm so heavily dependent on. 